6.30 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 6.30 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Hey, how you doing out there, Elk fans? I know, it's tough. It's hard right now, for sure. Another loss uh, for the Elks this past week uh, to the Hamilton Tiger Cats at Commonwealth. Uh, they fall to 0-6. We know they stretch the home winless streak uh, to 20 games in the process. Another loss, and now this week, more injuries. Today at practice, both middle linebacker Niles Morgan and defensive lineman Jamin Pelly left early with injuries. Uh, Morgan with a chest injury. His status unknown. Pretty sure Pelly will be out. Uh, it sounded like that was a more serious injury. Uh, he, in fact, had to get a cart to help him get to the dressing room on uh, what looked like a, a bad, uh, I think they're calling it a calf injury, but it was a leg, ankle uh, injury, foot injury of some sort. So, uh, Certainly not uh, good news. And, of course, not much good news at all this year. The, uh, the uh, Elks aren't getting much luck whatsoever through the 2023 season so far. So, going to be changes on the defense. No doubt about that with the injuries today. But the offense likely is going to stay the same. And, uh, yes, that means Taylor Cornelius will be starting at quarterback. Now, if you're on social media... You know that that decision does not sit well with a number of people in the fan base. Uh, the coach simply believes Cornelius is the quarterback, gives the Elks the best chance to win right now, and that's his job to make that decision. So what about Trey Ford? That's the question I constantly get asked around town. Uh, why won't Chris Jones play Trey Ford? Well, believe me, if Chris Jones thought Trey Ford would win a football game, he'd be playing him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the topic came up today as Chris Jones talked to the media, and Jones was asked about Ford and why he's not getting a chance to play. Well, this no. year he has not he has not played as good as what he did last year. So what does he have to do to get to that level where he has played better? He's a good player, and I'm not trying to be a smartass, but that's the facts. You know, I'm not going to hide from it. He didn't come back to camp, and he didn't he didn't perform as good as he did a year ago. A year ago, he was the second. He was behind Arbuckle just barely, and uh, we gave the start to the to the more experienced guy, and uh, and then from there he got nicked up, and then you know it was it was late until he came back this year in camp. He's not shown that. Uh, he's shown it in spurts, uh, but you got to you got to do more than what he did during camp in order to get the opportunities. So the coaches saying to play you got to get better how does he get that opportunity how does he get better well jones says he simply has to start by being a better player in practice he's done okay you know even today out here in one-on-ones you know he'll he's a little bit inconsistent he can make every throw his is more on concentration i think how tough is it for a guy in that position to make up that ground at this time of the season when obviously he's it's got tough. A... It's tough. Camp is the time when you get a get an opportunity to go out and play and and uh, but again everything's a everything's a competition. Everything's graded every single day. So if he continues to improve and he continues to be uh, you know positive and work hard and come and do the things that he needs to do every day, then more than likely his opportunity will show up. So there's the situation at quarterback. Taylor Cornelius will get the start. Looks like Jared Daggy will be number two on the depth chart, and then Trey Ford. I still believe Ford's going to get a chance to play at some point, point. Uh, and I believe Chris Jones really believes that he's going to be a good quarterback in the Canadian Football League. We're going to have to let that play out, and it's going to play out this year, and it's going to play out next year. This story is not over, I don't think, by any means. Uh, another loss, as we mentioned on Thursday night, the Elks uh, got a couple of days off after that and then returned to practice. 
practice yesterday. Many were in the facility on Friday and on Saturday watching video, getting treatment, but they didn't have a practice, a full practice, until yesterday. And I spent some time yesterday talking with the veteran uh, linebacker Adam Konar, and we just talked about coming back to work after another loss and an 0-6 record. I mean, it was good. It was good energy. Um, you know, everybody knows we still got a lot of season left, right? Uh, season isn't over, so got to come back in and come back to work every single week, and this week included. It's a big game this week against Winnipeg, so we got to be ready to go. How tough is it to keep that confident feeling and stay positive inside here when you know all around you everybody's writing you off and everybody's you know uh, not saying very nice things about you. Yeah for sure I mean you really can't worry about the outside noise right I mean it's all about what's happening inside of this building and inside with this team right it's all about what we're doing together it's all about us and I mean we just got to keep working there's nothing you can do that what's done is done it we you know we start the season off way worse than we thought in that first third of the year but time to move on to the second third of the year right now and focus on winning this game this week uh, that's a thing nobody dreamed you'd be in the spot you're in right now. no absolutely not no not one of us expected it we came in highly confident team um, and you know I think that's why we still have that confidence because uh, we we know we do have a good team it's just a matter of putting it all together not gonna be easy the next three weeks right yet in Winnipeg BC then Winnipeg again talk about maybe does that bring out the best in your game yeah man I you know I'm I'm hoping it does um, I mean because obviously we've lost to you know we've lost the teams that don't have that same reputation as Winnipeg and uh, BC right now you know what I mean um, and you know that's just the way it goes it doesn't re really matter who you play obviously a Western opponent like Winnipeg is a huge game in the first place and plus I'm being Winnipeg just makes it even bigger but you know it's another week it's just like I said we really got to focus on ourselves focus on, on what we're doing and just keep working every single day roles of the veteran more important right now on this team yeah you could say that I mean I mean, it's, uh, it's just about continuing to do what we do as veterans, right? If we're doing the right things, we're just trying to show everybody the way to do things uh, the proper way. It's not about doing anything that you wouldn't do regularly. Um, it's about doing, it's about being consistent, right? You show consistency week over week, day over day, year over year, whatever it is, then, then people are going to start noticing it and follow along as well. So it's just about everybody just, you know, trying to do the right things. What would one win do for this club right now? It'd be huge, It'd be huge. Uh, one win. I mean, that could start the momentum that we need. You know what I mean? Um, that's all we need is just to catch a little momentum and, I know once we get that one win, you know, the, the young guys and stuff will all feel what it's like to get that win and realize that we have a really good team and it might boost the confidence a little more, you know what I mean? So it, it'll definitely help a lot. On a separate subject, did you uh, watch those games yesterday? I sure did. Man, I was <laughs> like, that was entertaining. Both. Yeah, oh yeah, both, both of those games were unbelievable, man. And, you know, that's coming in today, it, kind of, it got me a little fired up, you know, seeing those games. It's like, man, it's like the, the game is really never over. You know, we've been down in some of these yeah. games this year, but the games are never over, especially in the last three minutes. You don't know what's going to happen. And both those games yesterday really showed us that, man. It's just about continuing to work and playing a full game because you can be a couple scores down in the last three minutes and still pull out a win like Ottawa did and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all doable for us. We just have to put it all together. And the last minute of the Calgary-Saskatchewan game was just crazy. It was crazy. 
I mean, it, it, it was unbelievable. Two, two of the best games this year, back-to-back, right? Um, and, yeah, like I said, it got me super excited to come in today. Just seeing those games, seeing the the battles back and forth into the fourth quarter and stuff that's what makes you love the cfl is those types of games right and those are the types of games that i want to be a part of every single week too Oh, for sure man those are great games on saturday night weren't they hope i uh, hope you got a chance to see them or at least watch the highlights because they were spectacularly entertaining uh both games finished uh, just with wild scenarios so uh that was uh, adam conar linebacker for the edmonton elks uh, we're going to take a break now when we come back uh we're going to go to bahrain uh, they're about nine hours ahead of us, so we're going to speak to uh, Natea J, former member of the Double E, who now lives in Bahrain. Uh, I had a conversation with him earlier today because right now it's coming up on like four or five o'clock in the morning. So uh, we'll check in with Natea J when we come back on the Yucks this week on six thirty. Chip. Now more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 6.30 Chad. Back on the Elks this week, and I'm pleased to be joined by a very special guest all the way from Bahrain. Where's Bahrain, Natea IJ? <laughs> it's uh, in the Middle East, about an hour from uh, Dubai. So it's, it's far out there. It's about a 14-hour uh, plane ride from Toronto, probably even more from Edmonton. All right. Uh, of course, uh, Natea J, a former member of uh, the Edmonton football team, played here, what, four years, three years? I mean, four years. Four, four years. years. All right. 16, 16 to 19. All right. And uh, we're going to get to 2019 coming up in a moment in this interview. Uh, but first off, tell me what you're doing in Bahrain and, and how you're making a living and how's your family doing? Our family's doing good. About a year ago, we got the opportunity to move out to Bahrain. Um, my brother-in-law, uh, he's Bahraini, and he lives. He's lives out here. Is you know part of the royal family here. So, uh, tons of connections, and uh, you know he hooked up some some jobs for me, some projects, some cool projects. Um, you know, working at the University American University of Bahrain uh, in the sports department. I'm also working uh, on the Olympic committee here. Identify talent and trying to make sports a bigger part of the culture here, and uh, also on you know the finance side where we're trying to acquire North American companies and bring them to Bahrain. So a lot of stuff going on, pretty fun, good weather, and uh, family's all happy. Wow, I guess uh, that sounds terrific. I guess the only downside is your eight or nine hours time difference, and you can't CFL games come out in the middle of the night, right? They do. They do. The the last CFL game I watched from start to finish was the Great Cup, the 20, uh, 20, 2023 Great Cup, or it was 2022. 22. year hadn't changed yet. 22 Great Cup, right? And I had to stay up. I was like, I had to stay up. I was like 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, I have to watch this though. But uh, it's tough. It's tough. But I keep up with all the highlights and your yours and Dave's tweets. So I think I'm well informed. You guys are doing a good job. So you know what's going on in the CFL. You know what's going on. It's too bad you didn't see the games on on this weekend on Saturday because two absolutely unbelievable finishes to the game. You probably heard a little bit about it, but two back-to-back only in the CFL games, which are great to watch. No, I, I saw the highlights, and I was mad I missed those because those are, you know, games that make the CFL what it is, right? So when you know, games like those I like to call – you know, if you had a friend that knew nothing about the CFL, you're going to show them those games because that's that, that kind of describes, you know, the scope of the league. And, uh, you know, it's fun to see because it looked like a lot of excitement. You know, stadiums look like they're pretty full and people are having fun. And that's what I love about the CFL. When, when it's good, it's really, really good. 
those are the two games that make you just say, I love this league because it's just so CFL, right? Uh, all right. Before we get going here on, on more football, what's the big sports in Bahrain? What, what, do you, what do you get to watch or what do you see on TV there? Um, F1 is pretty big. They have a they have a big uh, track here where it's the first race of the year. The Formula One, they come out here. That's a big deal. Everyone uh, goes to that. Everyone is hyped up for that. They hype it up for a whole year. And uh, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, football, uh, they call it soccer. Uh, no, we call it soccer. They call it football. Huge year, uh, especially the English Premier League, um, La Liga, uh, all, the, all the teams of Spain. Kids here love soccer and that's like their main sport so and also tennis a lot of people were watching Wimbledon this weekend so a lot of the international sports that you see on like Sportsnet World those are the big sports here I imagine you don't sit down and talk CFL football with too many people then except maybe your wife I haven't once but yeah I haven't with uh you know it's funny um you know I told you I work in the sports department with uh, the uh, university I'm actually introducing football uh as part of like the curriculum that to be you know um, made a league here so that's uh one of my biggest goals is to get football to be talked about and played on this island start producing some global players for the CFL (laughs) I don't know how that's going but that that is what happened (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, so you you watched. You haven't watched the full game since the Great Cup, but you've watched highlights and you're keeping up on it um, from afar. And I mean, very afar. What's your take on on your old club, the Edmonton Elks? Uh, it's just going through a tough time uh, right now. Winless. I mean, they set the North American record for you know home home wins, right? Home uh, home games without wins. Oh, you guys heard that's about that over see. there, right? <laughs> yeah, we heard about that all the way here. And that's tough to see because it's such a proud franchise, right? Probably you know one of the most winning swag franchise in the CFL. There's been a lot of great years, you know, that they've gone through, and it's. I feel like since 2019, since the last time um, I was on the team, uh, it's just been downhill. I don't know what it is, but I always think about, you know, CFO. What makes good CFO teams is you just need stability, you know, at the top, right at the top, which is you know, general manager, uh, head coach, and quarterback. And quarterback is key. Sometimes you can cover quarterback can cover up a lot. Uh, you know mistakes in the organization and right now I, it just seems like that's the position that is you know just a little bit young and a little bit inexperienced to weather the storm of you know uh, the entire team so it's tough to, to see and I catch up with your tweets yours and Dave's tweets and Dave's having a tough time even on Twitter after the Saskatchewan game I heard your call your call was on uh, Twitter and I just could hear the pain in your voices and it just hurt me to see that and hear that uh, so I hope you know, I, uh, you can get it turned around. I saw Ricky Ray was at the game last week. He was getting honored or, or something was going on. And it was just funny because Taylor Cornelius is wearing number 15 as well. And I was just hoping if, if Ricky could be in his uniform, like, would, would it be different? And I was like, I think so. I think I think Ricky still can still make some stuff happen. And uh, that's just what you guys are missing right there. Just some, some, some good breaks, some good luck, and some, you know, good quality play from uh, the quarterback position and, and, and things will turn around and hopefully Cornelius is that guy and um, we'll see. It's still a long season to go. Anything can happen. I think about that one BC year, I think it was 2012 or the one year they won the Great Cup. They started year one and seven. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anything can happen. And, uh, I think Rule was the quarterback that year. So, and they beat Winnipeg in the Great Cup. Anything can happen in the CFL. You never know, but you just need that first game and they're still searching. 
But you got to start winning for sure. And they got uh, they're in Winnipeg on Thursday, then they're home to BC, and then they're home to Winnipeg. So they got three really uh, tough games against the top two teams in the West coming up. But maybe that'll bring the best out of them. I guess we'll we'll wait and find. But to your point, uh, it's a quarterback-driven league, and you you, you know you, sometimes a really good quarterback can mask some problems. We probably uh, with Chris Jones's first go round, we probably saw that with Michael Riley because he was a good quarterback and he could just take things into his own hands and throw it a ton or run it a ton or whatever he had to do. He got the, he got the job done. Taylor Cornelius, I don't know if he'll get to that level, but he's certainly not at that level as of yet. And it's tough to groom a quarterback. I mean, if you're going to grow a quarterback, if you're going to grow a quarterback, you got to take the pains that come with it. And that's what the Elks are going through right now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And even in, in Michael, Reyes, Michael Reyes case, in, you know, when he was with Chris Jones, that defense was unbelievable, right? So you could take some growing pains with, you know, a New York quarterback when the defense is playing at a, you know, all-star caliber level. You had all-stars all over the board, J.C. Sherrod, uh, Odell Willis's, Marcus Howard. I mean, uh, Grimes was in, in his peak prime. Like just guys all over the board just making plays left, right, and center. So if the offense was, was sputtering, you know, the defense could pick it up and that's just not what happened right now if you have a young quarterback you better have a great defense to to, to pick him up even the last time straight forward won a game we were talking earlier you know the defense really won that game and when you have a young quarterback in there to give him confidence and to make sure his mistakes don't compound you need a great defense and right now i don't i don't think i see that from the uh, elks uh you mentioned the 20-game home losing streak, which is a North American pro sports record. Uh, October 12, 2019. What do you remember about that night? I think, uh, yeah, I remember that. We played BC uh, at home, of course. I think that night we clinched the playoff spot. Is that my correct? I believe so, yes. I we, yes. Yeah, I think we clinched the playoffs for that. Yep. And then we rested guys the next week against Saskatchewan, I think. Yeah. Uh, what I remember... Um, it just seemed like a regular CFL game. We were at home. Obviously, the, you know, we need to win. Uh, Coach Moss was like, we win this game, we're in. So a lot of focus was on that week. It was almost like a playoff-type uh, prep week because we didn't want to get it, let it get to uh, another week where we had to play guys and didn't get an opportunity to rest. Um, so the guys were super locked in that entire week. Um, and I remember, you know, uh, uh, who was it? Trevor, Trevor really being on his game. Um, and just telling guys all week, like, let's get this one, let's get this one, let's get this one, and then we can really uh, focus on our, uh, didn't, on our playoff. No, didn't didn't Kilgore play? Kilgore played, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's, Kilgore, was that the game he bit his tongue in the game? No, yes, it was that game he bit his tongue. Actually, Trevor was, you know, talking to the guys because he was so yeah. hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kilgore played, he bit his tongue. Odell Willis hit him in the chin, and uh, he bit his tongue. Yeah, that's not the game. Uh, the years run but uh, yeah i, I think i think it was i think it was and he posted that great picture after with his tongue yeah, yeah, yeah. The blood so, all over and everything yeah yeah so what i really remember i remember trevor just you know the whole week like he was in the me all the meetings talking to the guys the entire week said like, we need this one that's one of my big memories and uh we we're able to pull it out i don't think bc was that great that year uh they had a they they obviously had the down year i think they're last in the west that 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 year so we really wanted to get that game rest the next week and then worry about Montreal because we knew we'd cross over so it worked out we were able to win that game catch a playoff spot and then beat Montreal yeah. and then Tr 
Trevor was like Trevor was lights out against Montreal too. Yeah. The other right. thing I remember from that game more than anything else besides uh, the tongue incident uh, was that was the game Michael Riley, Quaker uh, uh, Botang hit him, oh, broke his wrist, yeah. and he had to leave the game. He never played the rest of the year. I don't believe after that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's and Aaron Grimes playing for BC tore his knee up that night as well. Yeah. Here. And ironically, Aaron's now back with the Elks, injured now, but back with the Elks. Adam Konar played for BC that night. He's back with the Elks as well now. So there's only two players on the team that uh, that were still on the team the last time they won a home game. That's uh, Scott Hutter and Tanner Green, who are both, I believe, both oh, rock rookies. Oh, my goodness. Rookies, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, and Natea J was on that team, too. Natea, I wish I had more time. <laughs> I wish I had more time to talk we're to you. I always, love, I always love your uh, your football takes. Yeah, we're done. We're, I'm running out of time. So uh, I'm going to get you back on for sure. Uh, I'm going to wake you up in the middle of the night, and you're going to come on and uh, come on and join us uh, and uh, and talk some more football. So we'll do that, and uh, we'll do that maybe a little bit later on in the season. All right, for sure. I'm down. I love talking football. You give me a reason to keep watching. I appreciate you, um, Orly, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. I hope you guys get a win for you. <laughs> All right, Natea J. Great to talk to him. Hooked up with him earlier today. He's in Bahrain, which is about eight or nine hours ahead of us, so it's the middle of the night over there right now. Good to talk to him. Uh, also, thanks to Adam Konar, who was guest on the show tonight as well. Elks will be in Winnipeg on Thursday night to play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are going to be awfully mad after what happened to them on the weekend. 6.30's game time. 5 o'clock is uh, the uh, pregame show here on 6.30. Chad, the Elks and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, studio producer for the show tonight, Kellen Kennedy. We thank him uh, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning on this morning with Jalen and Daryl. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great rest of your evening, everybody.